Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can record it. And yeah, I see that it's recording. Okay. Well, I don't know how this newfangled technology works. I've only been doing this for almost two years. You literally work on a computer every day. Shh. <laughs> Welcome back to Cage Match, colon, a roundabout way of meeting Nicholas Cage. I'm Sean here with my co-host. Nick, I'm Nick. And uh, we have a special episode for you today. We recorded our Leaving Las Vegas Kiss of Death episode. Uh, and then Peter got burgled. And his computer is gone along with that episode, which I thought was probably pretty good. But you'll never know. Yeah, I, I'll never know. I don't remember the things I say after I say them. <laughs> um, so we're pushing that episode back till the end of this bracket so we can not just have a boring conversation trying to remember what we said last time. So in the meantime, we watched Butcher's Crossing, which is a film that came out last year starring Nicolas Cage and other people. Yeah, so this film originally like got a can showing uh, like a year or two ago, like in I think in 22, and then finally got a theatrical release last year. It's uh, pretty clear why they sat on it. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't great. I can sum up the plot real quick for you. There isn't one. Oh, uh, I. Well, there are themes, but there's not a plot. There are no characters. There is no arc. Shit happens and you're meant to feel bad about it at the end. Yeah. The plot just kind of gets thinner, sort of like the Buffalo Herds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, this movie's a big old like Buffalo used to roam free. Then we fucked up. Yeah. We fucked up twice because they keep calling it Buffalo and they're bison. Yeah. Oh, God. Get your American bison right. <laughs> We've already said more words than anyone says in this entire film. Oh, that's not fair. They say things. It's just not like important. They just bitch about like having to eat buffalo meat all the time and being cold. This movie is 90% screensaver. Yeah, the, the B camera team fucking killed it. They got some great like establishing shots of like Montana and the surrounding area there. I was sure... I was being punked at one point because I'm like, there's no connective tissue between most scenes. Um, there's kind of like this dreamlike state throughout the film where it's cutting back and forth from a thing happening to nature to a thing happening. And for about 45 minutes, I'm like, okay, that's how the movie goes. And then they do that, but it is a dream. <laughs> yeah. So uh, real quick, this movie is about, uh, I think his name was William. Mm -hmm. Yeah. William who comes out to, color well not colorado uh wyoming ish or whatever i don't know to uh go on a buffalo hunt because he wants to see more of the world yep. like he's a harvard kid who dropped out and left and this is old timey times western times yeah. so he goes out there they still call native americans indians yeah they he hooks up with uh nicholas cage who is a relatively discredited hunter like nobody seems to think he's gonna do anything because he sucks at hunting i guess and he does uh cage decides to take them to colorado on a big hunt to find some premium hides yep that's the plot all the bison buffalo whatever this movie called them are young and are constantly running from hunters. So their hides are no good. They have no fat. So he knows where there's like 
a herd of untouched creatures. So the, I think the problem that I had the most with this movie is like the tension never really gets there. It, it keeps like wanting to try to build tension and like the isolation that they feel and the growing concerns between the characters as to like how long they should stay versus Nicholas Cage's uh, decline into insanity yeah. uh, in just his uh, desire to really maximize this Buffalo hunt. And, yeah. you know, he, he nearly wipes out a herd of like 4,000 Buffalo and yeah, there's that's wild constantly little pushes to where maybe there's going to be character development or character interaction or even character establishment. Yeah. Like what Nick described to you as the plot of this film is the first 10 minutes of this film. And then the rest of it's just beautiful shots of nature and occasional Nick Cage screaming. Yeah. And plenty of like just Buffalo being shot over and over yeah. in repetition uh, and William washing blood off of him and vomiting. Yeah. At one point it looked like he was getting sick, but that didn't become anything. Um, they, when he gets out to butcher's crossing the town where they start off and he meets the, uh, prettiest little sex worker in the, uh, old West, been mm-hmm. sitting on that joke all day. And, uh, <laughs> but he, uh, he can't get it up. That doesn't come back up in the story. <laughs> that's not that. There's no point to that. Uh, one of the other. Uh, I, I think Skinner, it was just he's a good Christian boy because his father was a pastor and he doesn't want to like get involved in premarital sex and stuff. She was throwing him. She was throwing him one. Yeah. It was going to be free. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> the only time that ever comes up again is the Skinner that comes with them who has had trouble with the law, which is the only thing we get to know about him, uh, thinks she's pretty. And keeps talking, talks about like twice that he's going to go visit her when they get back. So you think there's going to be tension there? No, because Will just stops talking after 20 minutes in this film. Yeah, yeah. He really shuts down. Now, you mentioned Fred the Skinner. Uh, I thought it was weird that like this movie started out pretty, uh, pretty strong on the this guy sucks. And it doesn't take long before you're like, oh no, he's the most sympathetic character. He's the only sane one. He's the only one who says like, we should go back. Yeah. He says the sensible things. Your dog's taking a shit on the floor. I literally just took him outside. Do it, Ben. Drop a steamer. We'll we'll name it butcher's crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He, he's the only one that ever talks sense to William and to cage about like, we can't carry this many hides out. Why are we still shooting these Buffalo? We are going to get trapped here over the winter. Yeah. And they do. Which comes quick. And yeah. like they're having this fight. So this is an hour and 10 minutes into this film is when like they're actually having a fight that might lead to tension and story and they're yelling and then they get drowned out by audio and then blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. That blizzard comes in hard and fast, which up in the mountains, like the Rockies and stuff. Sure. I could see that coming in quick. I've seen some really fast snowstorms blow in, uh, when I lived in Montana, but, but like they, they need to leave before winter blizzard. And then the first time I saw a title card in the movie, but maybe I blank for an earlier one, but it just says winter. Oh, yeah. No, they established fall as they were riding out. And I was like, well, that doesn't bode well if you just declare the time by season. I missed that. Yeah. 
so yeah, like it snows them in the the pass is impassable, uh, which defeats the purpose of a pass. Yeah, so uh, they get snowed in and Cage establishes that it's going to be, you know, six to eight months before they're able to like get out uh, with the snow (laughs) covering the pass. So it just becomes like a survival movie without having any of the good elements of a survival movie. Uh, We get some cold, like nobody gets frostbite. Nobody uh like wanders off in the snow and gets lost or anything like that it just misses misses the mark on what this could have been the only thing i noticed about this was supposed to be like six to eight weeks of for their trip is how nick cage sells it they get through winter they get to spring they still have liquor oh yeah well they established or they uh they had a very good shopping list. I think what's his <laughs> name? Charlie or Yeah. Yeah, Crazy Charlie, the one-armed wagon camp. driver. Yeah. He was in charge of the camp. Yeah. He he's a big liquor enthusiast, so I'm sure he had quite the stockpile. But there was a whole the- there was a whole part in this film where they like couldn't find water for two days. Yeah. Yeah, they did not pack enough water. And two days, that doesn't seem like oh enough for delirium probably more than two days but like probably was the this movie is shot beautifully yeah i mean the dp did a great job i i think everything was shot really well what i find interesting is so two western nick cage westerns came out last year one of them had a plot but no budget one of them had a budget but no plot yeah and neither of them were really that good no but i think um the old way would have been better if it would have had this budget or it looked this good. Cause a lot of my, a lot of what took me out of the old way was just how bad it looked. Oh, especially that mustache in the beginning. Yeah. Um, also this is the baldest I think we've ever seen Nicholas cage. Probably. I mean, he's a full shaved, he's got like the wildest, thickest beard. Yeah. Like it's growing almost to his eyes. Yeah, I don't think we see a lot of Nick Cage shaved head. Yeah. And he's constantly shaving his head in this movie. Yeah. Like every other scene, he's keeping it down. So as they get like they get out of there, uh, Charlie gets killed because he's trying to poison Fred. Yeah. Because Fred throws his Bible in the fire. Yeah. Fred's a dick. And then Fred dies because the wagon goes over a cliff. I thought that was such a cheap death after we had like Fred beating Charlie to death uh, for trying to poison him with strychnine and not using enough. Yeah. Just having the axle break on their way over the pass and like having the wagon roll back off a cliff. I was like, oh, that's really limp. But somehow they managed to retrieve all of the bison pelts. Uh, No, they didn't. They went back completely empty they yeah but nick cage said he had them up in the mountains yeah he's talking about the ones that they covered up there was three thousand pelts that they didn't bring back because oh, okay. they couldn't carry them all they only had like 1200 or something right. yeah they they hid a bunch of pelts up in their camp so that they could come back and get them in the spring or whatever when they have another wagon yeah but then they lose all these pelts but Spoiler alert, it doesn't fucking matter because while they were gone, the pelt trade completely just went under. Yeah. So what previously was $4 a hide is now 10 cents or some shit like that. And now Will's just kind of sitting there and uh, the guy who went out there to like get a job from, it's like, well, do you get what you wanted? Which I'm like, that's, 
That's a shitty arc. Yeah. I mean, he did get to see the country and he experienced something and he lived, but he also got exactly what that yeah. guy was telling him was going to happen. It's like, it's going to change you. But it's, because we didn't know who Will was in the first place, other than he didn't fuck. Yeah. And yeah. because we don't know Boy, who don't he is fuck. now, because he just stopped talking, there's no arc to that character. Yeah. All you know. Okay. Let, let's talk about what we know about each character. So Will uh, was living in Boston. He went to Harvard. He came out to just experience something. Doesn't have sex. That's it. That's it. That That's all we know about that character yeah. from the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage. People don't really trust him. He hates the fur trader in Butcher's Crossing. Has a weird like revenge thing with Buffalo. Yeah, I think he just uh, been called a poor hunter for so long. Like he's just not a good Buffalo hunter. So he's really just trying to prove himself with that. Yeah. Um, and that that's all we get from him. Like Charlie, one hand superstitious. Yeah. Drunk a lot. Uh, Fred was in trouble with the law. It's kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, and talks about St. Louis a lot. Yeah. So. That's two strikes against him. And Francine's a whore. And Francine is, uh, yes. <laughs> you can't work around that. Um, okay. We get the mention of them crossing Indian country or, you know, Native American yeah. lands. And then they make their camp, like Nicholas Cage makes their camp on uh, Native American burial ground. Mm-hmm. And then we never have any interactions with any Native Americans. Well, they There's establish no... when they're going through the Native American territories, um, they find a shack yeah. with a dead hunter in it holding his own balls. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Not, I got a I nice mean, separated shot from his body. Yeah, his balls were cut off and, and left and in his hand. And they established that it was uh, the Native Americans who did it. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't like hunters. All right, that's going to come up. Nope. Yeah. Nope, we've just got this trading outpost that has no purpose for the rest of the movie. You could watch this movie si- like silently and it would make just as it would you'd get just as much out of it. It might be better if you had like a really good kind of dark wave like score. I'd like and that. just put the movie on mute and let it let it ride. I mean, so we know nothing about these characters. We know even less about Nick Cage. I feel like we know nothing about him really, except he comes back at the end. Fur trade's completely gone. He makes nothing out of this. So he burns down the fur trader shack, kills the fur trader, gives one last look to will and rides off. Yeah. I think actually the smartest thing he did was when he burned all those hides. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe he's like, trying to revitalize the the demand by getting rid of all this surplus. No, that doesn't factor into anything. No. He just burns everything and leaves. Yeah. Which is a pretty baller move. And then Will literally just rides out into the plains. Yeah. Like there's no even arc about Will becoming like an outdoorsman. Nope. Yeah. We don't see him ever like start a fire even. No. Uh, the most we get from him is him skinning Buffalo. Yep. Along with the Skinner. Yeah. And well, and like Will's one moment in this is trying to get them to trying to get them to leave without having to confront Nicolas Cage when he's like Nicolas Cage is trying to herd up the um, buffalo that are moving. And Will just starts shooting around them to get them to like run faster. Yeah. Nothing happens in this film. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's based off of a book and I'm assuming there's a narrator. <laughs> yeah, there must be some kind of like dialogue that happens with the reader that just doesn't translate into the film. Yeah, that was my thought. The the writing is really the weakest portion of this, which is unfortunate. The acting I felt was pretty good. I really liked the guy who played Fred. Yeah. I thought he did a great job. Nick Cage, I enjoyed. Uh, I think he did a good job. When you said like the B camera team got such great footage, it would have been nice to see the characters interact with any of that. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was watching it, like everything shot so close and tight on the the actors, the characters, and you never get to see them necessarily in the environment so much. I mean, there's some wider shots with them riding and whatnot but it's uh, you've got such beautiful country it's shot in montana and it's really just a backdrop when it could have been yeah. more of a a player in the movie yeah somebody tried to make a documentary or this is just b-roll from a documentary it looks like it could have been like planet earth yeah. stuff like, like it's really well so shot david attenborough or like sigourney weaver should be talking over this and they're like we got nick cage for two days let's make a buffalo hunting movie <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, beautiful film. If you want to see some cool, if you just want to see some beautiful, like film, watch it. Yeah. I take Nick's advice, put on some like dark wave or something and just zone out and, yeah. you know, eat a sandwich. You do you. So if you could fix this movie, cause we're obviously skilled and equipped to do these sorts of things. Well, what would you fix in it? Oh, I, I'd, I'd put a plot in. I'd, I'd put character interaction in, but well, well, shy how, of that, I would just cut it down to about 25 minutes. 25 minutes <laughs> of just nature scenes? Just cut out all the actors? You can cut down this entire plot and character, all the character bits to about 25 minutes, I, th I assume. I would probably make this more of a... Like, what I would want from this plot-wise is something more of like a, that survival element from like The Revenant or something like that. Yeah, so we just need a bear attack. There wasn't even any, like, aggressive wildlife. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. The stakes are real low. Yeah. It's just a little bit of mild insanity, lots of buffalo meat, and a little bit of strychnine. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw you a bone here, Nick. I'm going to give you something here. Oh, please do. There's finally a movie that has less going on than Primal. <laughs> uh, Primal is thick with plot. <laughs> <laughs> definitely go watch primal At least I, cg buffalo look who do you think's the better hunter nick cage in primal or nick cage in butcher's crossing i don't know he almost wiped out those buffalo in butcher's crossing yeah it almost feels like happenstance that he was able to find them though yeah just a real lucky shot where would you put this on the uh the the chart mm, you know i'd say lower good cage and medium bad movie it's a bad film and i just don't think nick cage is given anything to do in this movie to like warrant really a good or bad performance yeah he smolders though he does smolder yeah he's Looks got good. kind of like a low burning heat inside of him and you do see a little bit of like back and forth he does relent in the end like he you know gives in and is like yeah okay i fucked up i took too long and now we're snowed in here and then when they you know do finally leave and everything it's like oh, okay 
I give. Let's let's do it. Yeah. He just really wants to prove himself because I imagine he gets shit on a lot. Yeah. Uh, Usually you'd have to pay for that. <laughs> Will wouldn't have had to. <laughs> Unless you hang out with your dog. <laughs> He'll shit on anything. <laughs> just the carpet. Just he, that one specific part of the carpet. He's a puppy. He is a Get puppy. Get over it, people. Yeah. <laughs> What's the weird one is uh he will pee on the pee pad and poop outside his outside of the kennel, uh-huh. the pen on the carpet. Or he'll poop on the pee pad and then pee on the carpet. Oh, okay. But he won't do both in the same place. Hmm. He's a very discerning dog. Interesting. I guess you just don't shit where you pee. Good night, everybody. Ben, what are you doing? You're just staring at your poop now. Oh, no, never mind. I think he's eating it. Keep talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's trying to move it into the pee pad so he's not like in trouble. It's like, no, no, I think he's just trying to eat it. Ah, gross dog. <laughs>